Hello and welcome to another episode of Titans of Customer Engagement. Some of you listening might remember me from past shows, but for anyone new, I'm Anna Lazarski. I am the Director of Customer Experience at Coros, and I am excited to host a special episode today. Brittany Harris is a colleague of mine at Coros and is an expert when it comes to social strategy and helping brands and individuals realize meaningful audience engagement across social channels. I am so excited to learn from Brittany on how to approach and build a strategy for TikTok. So let's get started. Brittany, over to you to tell us your story and let us know an interesting fact about you. I am so excited to be a part of today's podcast. A little bit nervous, but that's okay. I'm excited to be here. Got lots to say and lots to share. Um, a little bit about me. I've been at Coros since November, but I have been in social for about the last 10 years. And I didn't get my start, I guess, like a lot of people do um, today where you can go to school for social media. I really had to come up through the school of hard knocks. And I learned social media by really getting in there and messing around with platforms um, and trying to figure out what worked well for me and what worked well for my blog and my own personal podcast and just all the different endeavors that I had. And then when I figured out the combination of what worked, I decided, well, maybe I can do this for other people. And so I started doing social media and social media strategy for small businesses, which led me to work for a nonprofit where I was able to manage um, the social media for a large nonprofit um, for a few years, which was a blast for me. Um, and then, you know, it really led me here to Coros. And so I love social media. I am a fan of social. I have my favorite platforms. Um, I like different types of content. I just absolutely love social media. Um, some people say it's an unhealthy obsession. I say it is my career. <laughs> but I really um, love thinking about what works for brands and what works for uh, companies, organizations, people, all of the above. Um, a fun fact about me, um, I love a good dad joke. I love a good pun. So if you tell me a dad joke, you tell me a pun, I either know the answer or I bet you I will laugh. That is wonderful. So if it's one that would make me groan, I'm going to assume you're going to love it. A thousand percent. I told a joke to my family the other week and they all groaned and I'm laughing in tears and they're like, it's not that funny, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Love it. There is an audience for everything out there, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're here to talk about TikTok and I'll be honest, I consider myself a novice when it comes to TikTok. I'd love to understand a little bit more about like the rise of TikTok as a social channel. Talk to me about how it differs from what was there before in the social media space. I think that's such a good question. Um, little known fact, it might not be a little known fact, but TikTok started as an app called Musical.ly where um, people would use this app and do lip syncs. They might do a little bit of dances. They did cute transitions. And it was a lot of sparkles, a lot of things like that. Um, and the only reason I know about it is because my daughter is Gen Z. So she was always on this app. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, no, I'm just lip syncing to Rihanna. It's just fine. And I'm like, OK, whatever. And so when TikTok acquired Musical.ly, it became this space where 
um, people could be authentic to themselves, where it could, you know, you could share in 15 seconds something that was funny, which was very reminiscent of Vine, um, which if you don't remember Vine, it was an app where you had six seconds to wow people with something funny, something cute, but it was very reminiscent of Vine and it just allowed people's creativity to shine. And I think, um, you know, a big reason why TikTok became such a, a phenomenon was everybody was literally bored in the house during the pandemic. And I know that's when I really got onto the TikTok bandwagon. But it was something about that needing an outlet, needing a space to, you know, express yourself when literally where else could you go? You couldn't go anywhere during that time. You could barely go outside. So it was just everybody kind of found that space to be themselves. And that's how TikTok took off. That is so interesting that you associate the rise of TikTok primarily with the pandemic and with people being in quarantine and in lockdown and kind of accessing communities through this app on their phone. That is so cool. Has that been, would you say that has kind of informed your individual experience of TikTok, that it was that way to connect primarily during the during the pandemic? I think in a way, it for me, it was the connection, but it was also a, a cure for boredom. Um, let's just be honest. <laughs> I, I was not going to get on TikTok because like I said, that was my Gen Z daughter's app and all I saw was those flailing arms and those dances that I would never in a million years try to do. But as you know, we all were quarantined and all in our spaces. She began to share videos with me and other friends began to share videos where you could see what other people were doing. It did create that sense of connectivity, that sense of, um, Oh, there, there are people like me and, spaces like me and things that I thought were quirky and weird and unique to just who I am, you found a niche, you found a space. And so I think that was kind of one of the reasons that it became so sticky and so catchy. Yeah, I certainly feel the joy and the creativity that comes from the content on TikTok and the people who feel strongly for and advocate for that platform. Which brings me on to, I'm curious what we're seeing as trends on TikTok. Is there anything that you've noticed that is interesting around the growth of of users on TikTok? Are we seeing more brands and more organizations on the network? What do you think? Yeah, I think that um, we began to see more of an adoption of TikTok as a social platform. Um, Previously, I think it was just a personal space where just individuals were using TikTok. But now that we've seen it become this community of all niches and all backgrounds of people, brands have been able to see that this is a perfect opportunity to to connect with those who are in their audience and those who um, follow the brand. And I think that as more brands, um, open their eyes to the possibilities on TikTok, we'll begin to see even more of that. It's almost like um, the switch from radio to television where there's a little bit of hesitancy and there's a little bit of, am I ready for this? But if people are ready for it, I think that there's really a space for it. Love it. 
So what would you suggest to brands and organizations that are new to TikTok? Where would you suggest they, if they're kind of like me, they're a novice, where should they start with engaging on this platform? I will say this a thousand times. Um, if you ask me anything about getting on TikTok, I would always say before you get on TikTok, before you even download the app okay maybe you should have the app downloaded but before you like put out your first piece of content before you do anything you have to know who your audience is we've talked a lot about how there are so many niches and audiences and you want to land in the right space but you'll never do that unless you have your audience defined first um i think the beautiful thing about tiktok is that the fyp is is curated and it, the algorithm really shows you videos that are similar to one another, but it's still based off of the original target audience. I think of it like a bullseye where you your target is in the center, but there's still space around the bullseye where other people will be attracted to it and other people will see it. But if you don't know your target audience, you're going to hit off the bullseye. You're going to miss the mark every time. So for someone or a brand who's just getting started, I think that's the first thing is just really to outline that. And then number two, um, get on TikTok and play around. I know I said don't download the app, but I really, you really should have the app. Um, like get in there, look at what, what other brands are doing. Not that you want to be a copycat, but see what's going on. See what people enjoy. What sounds are you hearing? What's trending? Like, what is it that is making people enjoy content? What is it that made me watch a 17-part video at three minutes each? What is it? What is the secret sauce to it? Why does TikTok tell me that I've spent three hours on the app just today? I And it's only, what, 10 o'clock? I don't know. Just because, like... You have to figure out what works for these other brands and then make it work for you. Love it. It sounds like you're kind of saying, great, if you're a brand or an organization, join TikTok, get involved. But I think you're also saying, if you want to be on TikTok, you should also be on there as an individual. Figure out what you like seeing on there as well. Figure out what's trending, what's popular, what this community cares about so that you can bring yes. that perspective into your brand or your organization strategy too. A thousand percent because the trends on TikTok change so fast. The things on TikTok just change overnight. Um, it's funny because the things that were trending on TikTok in January, I saw something posted about it and I was like, oh, I forgot about that. And it's only almost July. I already forgot about that sound that was trending. I already forgot about that dance that I spent two hours learning and I sweated like extremely hard because I shouldn't be dancing on TikTok anyway. I never posted that video, so you'll never find evidence of it. But those things are already gone. So you as if you're going to create content, you have to be able to spend time consuming content as well. Yeah, right on. Um, and then I'm curious a little bit about this is, I think, really excellent advice for beginners, people getting started. But I think to your point, TikTok has been around for a while now. 
since, you know, for a couple of years, it has been growing in people's perception. There is a big community on there. There is so much content, so many trends. It moves so fast. What are we seeing in more kind of intermediate brands or organizations that are on TikTok? Um, for those that have their foot in the door, what are your expectations of them? And also, what are you seeing them lean into or them take part more in on the app? That's a really good question. I think for those who have been on TikTok for a while, um, what you begin to see is content that is tailored to their audience. Like I said, you start with knowing your audience. So once you're in there and you have spent time kind of getting to know your audience and your audience gets to know you, what I've seen those more intermediate brands do is really lean in heavy to what makes them niche and unique. Again, the whole, I think the whole, um, the strength of the platform is that it is authenticity. And so even brands have to find what is authentic to them. And so, you know, some brands that I could name would be like Scrub Daddy. What they do is so unique to them in this weird little sponge that started on Shark Tank. I remember watching that episode. And it's like this sponge that has holes in it that is, I don't know, but I want to buy it every time I see their content. Like, I want to go to Target and get all of the, the Scrub Daddy different things, but I know I don't need them. Um, and then you see things like, you see brands like Ryanair, which is an, like an, an airplane in over in the UK. But I could never fly Ryanair because I'm in the United States. But gosh, do I want to? Because I'm like, their social media manager is top notch. But I think outside of, you know, what they do authentically, what I would expect from an intermediate brand would be to be monitoring your content and monitoring your KPI. So let's... I know we're talking fun stuff, but let's get into the strategy of it. Knowing your your KPIs and your key performance indicators, optimizing your content when it doesn't work, figuring out why it didn't work, but also being consistent. You'll never get anywhere on TikTok if you're not consistent. One video might get a thousand views if we're talking about brands, but the next piece of content that you put out there could be the one that goes viral, but you don't, you won't know unless you're consistent with it. You're, you're watching, you're monitoring, you're tooling, you're making adjustments to it to hit those metrics that you set in place. Yeah. I think your advice, or I think what I heard was um, you're pretty open to brands that are on TikTok and trying to figure out why something didn't work. Or you're okay and fairly accepting if brands are trying to connect with their audience, they think they know their audience, they're willing to try and approach, figure out, did that land, did that resonate? If not, we can pivot away. Would you say that is true for the audience on TikTok? Like there is a lot of creative ideas. We're cool with figuring out this brand has tried this. Great. It works. You know, there's there's a kind of a, a hit rate or a success rate that is maybe a little more lenient than we would have in other media channels a thousand percent i think um with tiktok it is test and learn 
it is such a new platform. You have to be willing to take some risk and to like be a little bit creatively vulnerable and do those tests and learns to decide to determine what works. And I guarantee you, your TikTok audience will tell you. They will tell you if it if it flopped. They have no qualms about it. But you have to be willing to just kind of, like I said, take those risks and show a little bit of like, I like this phrase. I don't know where it came from. So I'm going to like copyright it. Some creative vulnerability um, (laughs) across the platform to be successful. I love it. I feel like we've spoken a lot about kind of authenticity and individuality so far. And it feels like those kinds of things really mesh well in in your approach to TikTok or in your recommendations for how brands, organizations, and individuals should be approaching TikTok. I'm really curious, actually, if we can pull out any more inspiration from you. If there, is there any other brands or are there any other really cool approaches that you've seen brands, organizations taking on TikTok? I think those Scrub Daddy and Ryanair examples were awesome. Um, I think that my favorite thing that brands do, and I want to see more of it, is some of the, what I, what, well, the best way to describe it would be moderation. Like, getting in there and having those community, those conversations with your communities. Like, one thing that I'm seeing trend more and more across all platforms, but I think TikTok is really the place for it, is getting in the weeds with your community, have conversations with um, other brands or with other content that is not necessarily your owned content, but earned content. So again, I'm going to talk about your target audience. If you know your target audience, you know what other content that they're looking at, what other things that they like, where other place the other places that they're going to show up. And so if you're if they're watching a video about something completely unrelated to your brand, but you show up there, that keeps you top of mind and that keeps you relevant, which is exactly what you want on TikTok. Um, and just to say something witty, funny, catchy, something that is within your brand voice and tone that really resonates with your audience everywhere that they show up, not just on your content. That is great advice. And that is a great inspirational advice for our for our audience you are super passionate about tiktok and i wonder there are a lot of people that are also vocal about tiktok and i'm curious if there is is there a stance or an opinion that people have about the app about tiktok that you vehemently disagree with you say no way that is not true i want to debunk this myth for once and for all Oh, Emma, you're going to get me canceled. (laughs) No, I would say my biggest opinion about TikTok and the thing that I hate, like capital T hate to hear people say is that, oh, TikTok is a Gen Z platform. Very much not. So I am a I am a proud millennial. I am an elder millennial. I was from the generation that we had um, dial-up internet. We had AOL disk that came in the mail. And if you ran out of hours, like you had to wait for a new disk to come. I'm from the generation that I remember playing Snake on my Nokia cell phone. I played Pogs and I played MASH. I did the little S's with the, with the three lines. 
That is the generation that I'm from. But boy, oh boy, do I love TikTok. Like, I think that there's such a space for um, brands to continue to not just reach Gen Z or speak to Gen Z, but there is power in making sure that you reach audiences of other generations as well. So not just millennials, I've seen even other generations. There's one lady who I follow on TikTok and she is a proud um, older lady. She's got silver hair and she knows that she knows she's her age, but she does all the dances. She makes all the videos. So it's like, I think I really wish people would stop saying it's a Gen Z platform. It is a whoever wants it to be platform. So pleased you raised that because I think the first time (laughs) you and I spoke about TikTok, I said, I thought it was a Gen Z platform, but you have totally changed my mind. So thank you. I'm also, I also want to get your perspective on another kind of buzzword around TikTok, which is influencers. What is your perspective on influencers? Do you have any recommendations for brands who are already partnering with influencers for marketing purposes or thinking of doing so? Yes, I think influencers have to be a part of your strategy um, just because they can reach spaces, reach into spaces that your brand never will. Um, There are people that will get exposed to your brand through an influencer that um, paid ads won't reach. There are so many different things that won't reach that you won't reach the audience without an influencer. But specifically on TikTok, the way that you approach influencers has to be different than I would say on an, on Instagram. I love Instagram as a platform and it is probably neck and neck with TikTok for me as favorites, but Instagram is still very curated. It's very polished. It's very pretty. It is very like well put together. And TikTok is I use the word authentic, but it's also raw and real and relatable. And so when you're working with an influencer, you want to make sure that their content reflects those three R's, raw, real, and relatable. So that way it's not an ad coming off to somebody. It is not just like, oh, you get this product to have this this curated lifestyle, but it really enhances your life, whatever it is. So it's making sure that you work with those people who know how to reflect that in your brand. And what I always recommend for brands who are looking for influencers, especially on TikTok, look for the people who are already talking about your product. Look for those who are already advocates of your brand because in that way, you know, it it is authentic. It is a part of their everyday life. It's not something that has to be contrived or put together. They already love it. I totally agree. And I feel like the audience can tell when it's more authentic. I feel like the, I feel like I can spot if I'm watching an ad and that person has never heard of this brand before, they've never used it. They don't know what they're talking about. It is obvious. Whereas I think when it is somebody who knows this inside out can speak to their passion, you can see it, you can feel it. I think that is excellent advice not to use influencers to advertise, but to find people to influence on your behalf because they are already bought into your product or they are an ambassador for your service, for example. Yes. On this point, is there anything, I know you've given us a lot of great advice already, but is there anything that you would suggest to brands to start doing 
or to stop doing today in order to improve their engagement with the audience? Is there anything else you have for us? Um, As far as start doing, I think I talked about it a little bit, but I really want to stress that getting into there where your community is. If someone comments, respond. Um, it It again creates that community and that authentic feel just by doing that. And then going out to those um, opportunities that are not necessarily your own content, but the earned opportunities and being in the midst where your audience is. It's like, I'll give you an example. It reminds me of when President Obama would play basketball. He just became so relatable in those moments um, for us Americans to see just this president that would just do everyday things and just would be around his people. And so as a brand, if you think of with that same mindset, you come out of this lofty ideal of a brand and you become um, a part of the community. And then the stop, stop copying um, I say that like a elementary school kid that someone is copying on their paper, but really stop copying. Be you, be your brand. And um, I would say like, even don't necessarily copy yourself. What you put on another platform doesn't nece- is not necessarily going to work on TikTok. So find that unique, that one of kind TikTok personality voice space that works for your brand. Great advice. TikTok police, if you're copying, <laughs> we're coming to get you. One last question for you, and this is a hard question. Where do you see the future of TikTok? I'm thinking 12 months from now, three years from now, five years from now. If you were to look into your crystal ball, what do you think? is going to come next on TikTok? I think in the next 12 months that we'll continue to see TikTok rise as a platform. Um, We already see the way TikTok works influencing other major platforms. And so I, I think within the next 12 months, TikTok will continue to be the platform to watch. Um, I also see that the audience base will continue to grow, which tells me that if your audience is on TikTok, you should at least try to be on TikTok. So I think also within the next five years that we'll see more brands adopting TikTok as a mainstream platform, that it won't just be this new kid on the block, but it'll become a part of brand strategy, just like YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, that having a solid TikTok strategy is where a lot of brands will um, lean towards. Amazing. Brittany, I have loved this conversation and I feel so inspired to be authentically vulnerable on TikTok. Um, Thank you so much for sharing your perspective, your opinions, and your really invaluable advice for our audience. Thank you to everybody listening today for tuning in to the Titans of Customer Engagement. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today on Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a review, and spread the word. Your feedback means a lot to us. Continue the conversation on Koros Atlas at community.koros.com. Until next time.
The CX world is now digital first. It's what customers expect and Koros can help. Koros is an award-winning customer engagement platform built to turn those siloed interactions with your customer into enterprise value. You can harness the power of human connection across the customer experience. From outbound marketing, social, messaging, chat, and SMS, to owned and digital communities. Customer engagement means staying always connected. Find out how customer-first software and services can make you a titan of customer engagement at Koros.com. 